0: listening to the girl next door podcast i'm kelsey
1: and i'm erica we're two next door
0: neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail we're inviting you to come on in have a drink and stay a while hey neighbor hey neighbor this is our fall book club episode so we'll spend the whole show today discussing our thoughts on the book the girl on the train by paula hawkins this book is suspenseful and dark and we thought it would make a great book to curl up with this fall but first a cocktail a cocktail And the cocktail I made for us today is definitely inspired by the book. Uh-huh. I bet you suspected that I was going to make I, you this You know, one. I didn't even put it together <laughs> until I was like, oh, that's clever. As of as course. As but we are sipping a classic gin and yes. tonic uh, with a... Hearty squeeze of lime, mm-hmm. which is actually one of my favorite cocktails, and we haven't we haven't done many of these just classic, yeah, straight up just cocktails, plain and easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but i I am stepping up our game a little bit. I did a little bit of research on cocktails, mm-hmm. on gin and tonics, and someone was saying that they thought that the tonic makes all the difference. I could believe that. Mm-hmm. And that things like the Schweppes brand mm-hmm. and some of the more typical brands tend to be sweeter, like they have added sweetener in them. Oh, okay. And they thought that that messed with the flavor. Okay. And so they actually recommended kind of a more. Uh, yeah, this was like fancy tonic. Yeah, boutique tonic. Mm-hmm. It's called Fever Tree. I mm-hmm. actually just found it at Safeway. Okay. So it was kind of over there with the the nicer stuff. So anyway, okay. um, we're drinking Bombay Sapphire and some Fever Tree tonic and lime
1: slimy. Yeah,
0: so okay. cheers. Cheers. Did you inhale? <laughs> the, t- the tonic? The tonic really hit me hard.
1: <laughs> it's the tonic, huh?
0: You blame me the tonic. Ooh, that is not sweet. That is good.
1: No, it is. Not. <laughs> that is not sweet.
0: <laughs> no,
1: Ooh. I do like it better though cuz I feel like the if it's too sweet it just met, it feels like a watered down sprite yeah. do you know what i'm saying
0: yes i know exactly what you're and saying and this is
1: like no i can, i can taste the pininess of the this gin this is
0: really good i love this mm-hmm.
1: i'm a fan and i did i was telling you this but i have to share with listeners so when i was reading the book i was kind of freaked out by the fact that megan was drinking gin and tonic oh, like rachel pre, or rachel she's, Yes. she's the girl on the train that's right um had it like pre-mixed in a can Ooh, yeah. like that sounded, sounded so really gross disgusting and like but, so low <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it yo. totally fit with her <laughs> but mr lad weirdly enough just this like last week or two brought home some mm-hmm. and it was like actually i think new i want to say new belgium you gotta look did that up it. for
0: us i'm so intrigued. and it was
1: actually like a cucumber oh based so gin of some sort in there and we didn't drink it right out of the can we put it gotcha on ice, on ice. sure so it wasn't you know wasn't that low yeah but it was actually surprising. I mean, you
0: know, they make some good, you know, boxed wines mm-hmm. nowadays. So I could see how maybe they're making some good um yeah. canned cocktails. Anyway, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So before we get into this, here's mm-hmm. a little spoiler alert. Yes. Avert your ears. That's if right. you have not finished the book, but we'll give you a little summary so we kind of start off on the same page. So yes. summary of the book. So we start out, we follow the main character, Rachel, not Megan. Rachel Watson, as she rides a commuter train each day from her house into London, we're presuming to go to work. Mm -hmm. Along the way, each day she can see a nice suburban house and frequently sees a couple at the house. She calls them Jess and Jason in her head and starts to feel as if she knows them and imagines their perfect life together, Mm -hmm. kind of the ultimate creeper book. You know we love it. You know we do. (laughs) The whole looking into the windows kind of a thing. So.
0: So then things get weird mm-hmm. and a little creepy. <laughs> so one day, Rachel sees a man that is not Jason, who she always sees living at this house. with. Um, she sees a man that is not Jason with Jess, and she can't resist finding out what is happening. So Rachel embarks on some very ill-advised snooping, (laughs) creeping, and drinking.
1: (laughs) All of it ill-advised. Yes.
0: And we come to find out that Rachel's life is very much in shambles. She actually used to be married and was actually living in a house very near Jason and Jess. Her husband, Tom, is now with another woman, Anna, and has a baby with her. And this, left
1: her for her, correct? Exactly. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Left Rachel for mm-hmm. Anna. So this is even more a punch in the gut because Rachel wanted to have a baby but couldn't when she was with Tom. Mm-hmm. In addition, Rachel actually doesn't commute to a job every day. She just drinks on the train <laughs> and then she drinks in London and then she drinks on the way home. <laughs>
1: she's basically like trying to fool her roommate and yes. kind of herself. That she still but has she a That she has job. a functional day-to-day exactly. life.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> she's still living a normal <laughs> life.
1: So the reader and Rachel come to find out that Jason and Jess's real names are, in fact, Scott and Megan. Mm-hmm. And Megan ends up going missing. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, so Rachel really can't resist getting way too involved. <laughs> way and too involved. even goes to Scott's house and gets tangled up with him. <laughs> At the same time, Rachel has trouble with memory losses and one that occurred recently Near Scott and Megan's house, and she feels like might have kind of something it was like to like do. Right around the dis- time yeah, of the disappearance, it's kind of, of disturbing Megan. her because she's worried like what her involvement may or may not have been.
0: Right, so things continue to devolve until we learn that. Megan was actually, I mean, I'm about to put it all out here, folks. So if you have not read the book, (laughs) so Megan had actually been having an affair with Tom, became pregnant when she told him he, when she told him he got angry and killed her. Mm -hmm. It was also Tom who had caused Rachel's memory loss recently when he beat her, um, when, 'Cause he
1: had she had seen
0: them together. That's correct. Right. The night That's he right. killed her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it was also Tom who had been extremely violent to Rachel during their marriage, even though he was trying to make it seem like it was Rachel who was the violent one during these drunken blackouts that she mm-hmm. would have. So the ending climax is Tom trying to kill Rachel. It's just like so soap opera mm-hmm. with Anna standing, standing by, I would say acting, let's talk about this later being disturbingly apathetic yeah, as a common character trait <laughs> for Anna. Yes, But Rachel finally triumphing triumphing um, and killing Tom kind of with the help of Anna mm-hmm. Her life is sure to go up from there. Yeah, (laughs) it's not not in a good place.
1: So before we get into what we thought of it, Mm -hmm. um, a few of you chimed in, which we love, makes you feel like you're in the book club with us having a gin and tonic. So Kristen said she couldn't get into it. The main character was hard to relate to and the Mm -hmm. ending was disappointing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Janet said, not my favorite, but liked it. Sherry, our Canadian buddy, Mm -hmm. said it reminded her of Agatha Christie's 450 from Paddington, Oh, the whole train theme, Um, but she found the resolution a little too tidy, but did like the idea of an unreliable narrator, which I found interesting as well. And Amanda didn't love it, but mostly because she was just kind of expecting more with all the hype. Gotcha. So thanks for weighing okay. in. We like, we I, have a good starting place. And then
0: there. we have, I have just a couple more that I wanted to share. We got an awesome email from Dawn and she shared lots of different thoughts with us, which I agreed with many of them. There are a couple that I loved especially. So I wanted to share. She wrote, Anna flew under the radar a bit, but was a sociopath as well. Cause she was talking about other mm-hmm. sociopaths in the book um, and she quoted Rachel says I look at her and realize how well suited they are Anna and Tom she's a much better match than I am because this is what bothers her not that her husband is a liar and a killer but that he's just compared her to me yeah the fact that Anna wanted to make sure he was dead and then God only knows what she was whispering to him as she was killing him said <laughs> so that, that really creeped her out me too um, Rachel's part was truly self defense but Anna's was more of an F you yeah. <laughs> which I like that and she said, I got really mad at the book when Rachel decided to see Kamal, which I would love to get into that. I felt she felt disconnected with the story at that point. It just like seemed too outrageous mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. She kind of got over it later, but that was the part that stood out to her. And then she actually had a couple of great recommendations. She said that if you liked this book, she would recommend the film Memento and the book Before I Go to Sleep. Both of which I'm worried would be too creepy for me, but if that's up someone else's alley, there you go. Okay. Okay. So as we always do in our book club, we're going to give the book a letter grade Mm -hmm. and then explain what we liked or didn't Mm -hmm. like about it. So what letter grade would you give Girl on the Train? Okay. I would have to give it a B, B minus. Okay.
1: I didn't love it, but it was a definite page turner Mm -hmm. and just kind of what I was looking for a little lighter and lighter in that it was an easy read, not that the content (laughs) was like, um, and I definitely loved the whole, setting of Rachel looking in on life from the train. I could just relate to that. I think anybody that's ever commuted or even just, I just remember driving in the car with my parents and Mm -hmm. just being fascinated by like all of the lights on and people eating dinner and Mm -hmm. just, it's just a good thinking time and I could relate to that. Um, I did really like, I agree with Sherry. I liked the fact that she was an unreliable narrator and you kind of kept finding out more and more about her Mm -hmm. where you were like, ooh, is she the creeper? Like, did she do this or... It gave like this eerie, yeah, but also kind of keep you on your toes element mm-hmm. to it. Um, so that did keep me guessing until the ending where I just felt like it like they had to wrap it up somehow and it got yeah. a little bit too predictable for right. me. Okay. Um I also did have a bit of a hard time believing that she would get so involved, like mm-hmm. going to see Kamal. Just even her involvement with Scott was just Oh my gosh. It, it did, I guess. It was believable in that you see how really kind of messed up she was. Right. But and desperate. Yeah. It just didn't seem like it would go to that level. I don't know. Like and she would have tried it <laughs> yeah. and he might've felt desperate himself and, you know, allowed her in to a certain point, but I it just like felt how, like I like
0: how she would say, it seemed like, it, you know, I read it now, it was quite a few months ago, so I'm having to kind of recall a lot of things, but I feel like she'd she'd think oh I really want to know about this but no I really shouldn't and then suddenly be like why am I at his house I can't stop and you're just like oh no it's the gin and
1: tonic (laughs) in a can never trust it so yeah that part I kind of had a hard time with but it was just this like how involved was she she was there that night and she had been like hanging out around Anna and Tom's house Mm -hmm. and just being kind of like desperate like calling them Mm -hmm. and And can we talk about the baby snatching for a minute? Oh my
0: God. That was the
1: creepiest part of the whole book, actually. I'm
0: just now remembering about that. I I didn't at first That was super creepy. And so, okay, let's remember. So there's a scene in the book and and I think so. And it had happened previous to anything that happened in the book. Anything of this. Yeah. So they allude to it, both, you know, Anna Mm -hmm. and Tom and Rachel allude to it. And then, so Rachel's like drunk calling Tom all the time yeah. and totally bothering them and you know Anna hates it of course right. she's just like I but also get this not woman being like
1: cr- as creeped out by it as she should be it's more just like right oh it's just she's an annoying, annoying ex-girlfriend like right Hello.
0: like I would be really creepy like let's get a restraining yeah, order this totally. is super creepy especially like we're
1: grown and <laughs> this was your wife we're not just talking about yeah. like high school sweethearts here
0: <laughs> and so there's some incident and let's let's see um that they say that Rachel tried to take Anna's baby and I yeah think so then... she showed up at the house right
1: like she always did it right. sounded like and was just like at the back door mm-hmm. and just hoping to talk to Tom whatever yeah. and said she heard the baby crying, crying inside and so she just let herself in which creepy number one <laughs> yeah and then that like Anna was sleeping on the couch in the other room or something like mm-hmm. that and so she just Took the to baby, picked up the baby, like, to, comfort up the baby to comfort it, but then ended up like walking outside with it and kind of says that she doesn't really remember and yeah. it, like, ends up down by the train tracks with right. the baby. And there's this whole, like the whole Anna being apathetic, like just decided not to call the cops and it wasn't even right. that big of a deal. Like it was yeah. just like, oh, that's another crazy Rachel <laughs> thing that she did. And I'm
0: like, what? <laughs> that was really weird. And I kind of wonder... I mean, did uh, there wasn't like resolution in that? Did we ever, we never figured out kind of like whose side of the story was right? Or I wonder if it's kind of, I also think something that the author did a lot was just add these things just to kind of further creep you out. Yeah. Not really necessarily, just kind of to add to her unreliability and Mm -hmm. just general creepiness. Yeah of it like she kept on mentioning remember a couple of times she mentioned like the clothes by the train track yeah and just like Ugh. yeah and I think that was something in like well the well I didn't end chapter. up being Megan's
1: clothes or no I know I can't remember because that is where they found her by the
0: I felt there. like in the course of my reading the book I kind of was wondering but then it ended up yeah she she was elsewhere and I and then I remember thinking to myself, no, those aren't connected to anyone in the story. Okay. That's just like a creepy element yeah. that she worked in. Just
1: even her like, I mean, she tr- we joke about being creepers and liking to look in windows. Yeah. But she took it to another level, like <laughs> yeah. imagining these people's lives and being like actually pissed when she saw right. him, with, you know, her with right. another man. And, just... and
0: that, is, that is what's so interesting is like, that's kind of the line like mm-hmm. you can see other people and imagine their lives and kind <laughs> of i mean i feel like we've all done that but it's at that point where then you decide no somehow i have
1: the right authority
0: the mm-hmm. right to fi- actually find something out or to insert myself in right. this into people that i know nothing right. about like
1: and i think you were supposed to be a little scared of her the whole time too yeah, like think right. that she could have possibly done this or right. whatever but unpredictable. Yeah. Cause it's, she talks about like how irrationally enraged she was with her for cheating on him. Like right. you almost feel like in a drunken rage, she could have done right. it or whatever. Right. But I did think she had some interesting, like the author, I guess had mm-hmm. some interesting things to say just in kind of describing, um, how Rachel saw the world. Mm-hmm. And she said something like, for example, just some kind of profound observations. Like she said, um, I watch the people I pass, the two men running, backpacks on, training for the marathon, the young woman in a black skirt and white trainers, heels in her bag on her way to work, and I wonder what they're hiding. Are they moving to stop drinking? Running to stand still. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, ooh, it's like really profound. And just yeah. kind of a thought on humanity in general. Mm-hmm. Um that I think was interesting. And then like I just I felt like I could understand this feeling when she's talking about um She's kind of describing her alcoholic depression at mm-hmm. one point, and she says, "Beautiful sunshine, cloudless skies, no one to play with, nothing to do. living like this, the way I'm living at the moment, is harder in the summer when there's so much daylight, so mm. little cover of darkness." when everyone is out and about being flagrantly, aggressively happy. Mm. I just really (laughs) like that. Like, even if you're having a hard day, you're like quit being happy around me. Yes. Um, it's exhausting and it makes you feel bad if you're not joining in. Mm -hmm. So just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, some kind of interesting insights where you did sympathize with her and understand Mm -hmm. her way of looking at the world at that point. So I found that interesting and just, yeah, yeah, just, I thought it was a good read. Not great. Mm -hmm. Not like mind blowing. Right. You know, um, I did think that kind of like a couple spots gave me chills where she was kind of re remembering scenes from the marriage as they actually played out and it was kind of that whole sixth sense feeling where Mm -hmm. you're like, Ooh, I didn't see that like the the ending overall didn't surprise me, but there was those moments when the story kind of turned where I think the author did a good job of like mm-hmm. catching you off guard because yeah. you had started to not trust Rachel. And then wait a minute, she didn't right. even trust herself right? and her memory of how Tom was. So Ooh, yeah, that, that was creepy. Creeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So how about you? What'd you think?
0: Okay. So I think pretty similarly I'm settling, I think on a, on a B minus, although I already feel like we're having such a great discussion. I feel like I could be convinced to go up to a B plus, mm-hmm. but um I, I was definitely just so drawn in. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm remembering now I was reading this a couple of months ago, but it was just like every pump break at work, every lunch, I was mm-hmm. like reading this book and I was just sucked into that world. And yeah. I would like come out of it. And I just remember telling so many people, oh my gosh, I'm reading this book and it's so suspenseful and I've got yeah. to know what happened. It was See? like a stayed up too late kind exactly. of a book for me for sure. Definitely. And I had totally forgotten this, but I made Chris read it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just so drawn in and it's one of those ones that you want to talk to other people mm-hmm. about, just like comparing characters and what did you think? And, and so, yeah, I made him read it. Um, and he, and he enjoyed it. So I would say this is one that you could recommend to yeah. m- to men. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I was just, you know, totally drawn in. It's It's not a literary, beautifully written book, which is kind of my mark of an A book, but it was enjoyable. I really liked the suspense. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said that Rachel was just this really interesting narrator where mm-hmm. you're on shaky ground the whole time. You're not quite sure who mm-hmm. to trust and that was really different and interesting there's
1: always I feel like it mystery or suspense of any sort gets very easily into like good guy bad guy and right. you're like okay this is boring yes so I like when it kind of keeps you on your toes like who is the yeah, good guy you exactly
0: know? and everyone had elements of mm-hmm. that you know and and that was something interesting about it I don't know I don't think there was a character that I liked no Not really Mm -mm. and so that that's just always interesting when that happens because and I think that that's hard to do because there have been books where I don't like any of the characters but then I don't like the book yeah I don't care about what's happening Mm -hmm. but I cared about what was happening and yet I didn't like any of the characters Mm -hmm. something that was also interesting in this book that I found myself feeling often it made me so Thankful and appreciative of my life. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I have is, everything together. It's normal. It's I don't happy change and normal. Yes. <laughs> I felt so thankful for the mundane, yeah, wonderfully yeah. normal parts of my life. And so that was just really, really funny. You know, sometimes you, you are so happy to be transported into this book world and you just want to stay there. And for me, it was like I was so happy, I was so Enjoyed reading it, but I was so happy to come mm-hmm. back to my normal life. Mm-hmm. So that was really funny. um Let's see. I, I mean, you know, I'm a total wuss, and so the violence was almost too much for me. I mean, luckily, it kind of all came in one spot. At the, I was end. wondering if
1: this was too, because it was pretty suspenseful. I was wondering yeah, if it was too. The, the
0: suspense was okay, but it was kind of when it actually all came together. And honestly, I. I skimmed that part. Uh So I couldn't tell you like exactly what happened. I kind of got the, got the gist Mm -hmm. of it. Um, something kind of interesting. Um, I think the, the scene finding out how Megan's baby died. Yeah. Why is that necessary? I mean that, I think that was just like, not creeped me out, but made me so sad. Yeah. Even more, more so than than her death, actually Mm -hmm. as violent as that was, because, it was just like revealed in such a way, like, you know, there's something dark that happens. Then it was just, ugh, mm-hmm. just horrible. And then yeah. you're just thinking about this horrible sadness yeah. that she's obviously carrying with her. And ugh, that was just really, yeah. really terrible. <laughs> um, so like I said, I, you know, I didn't love any of the characters. I found myself kind of at the end. I, I didn't feel really satisfied by the end. And I kind of love to get into that with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wanted Rachel to be, I wanted her to be stronger and more of a hero, but then that's kind of more cliche. And so like, I feel like what we liked about it was that Mm -hmm. she wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. So I say I want it, but then maybe I I wouldn't. So I guess I wonder, like, did the book have a hero? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I don't,
1: I don't really feel like, because I even feel like her killing Tom at the end was just more about her. Yeah. And her, I mean, he was coming after her. It was like, right. So, yes, it was satisfying in that it ended up, the bad guy got what he deserved, right? right? right. But like,
0: but I don't feel like she, like, she got like the satisfaction mm-mm. of it mm-mm. because, because he still had like a power over her. Yes. Really. Yeah. I mean, it just, it kind of seemed like it's just luck.
1: Yeah. And then when you even want Anna to be like, oh, light bulb moment, like, right. he's psycho. Yeah. She doesn't really Can we
0: talk about that. What she happened. She
1: actually, to me was the most like despicable character in the book. Like she just bothered me so bad. Like number yeah. one, the baby snatching and her right. reaction to it. It was more about like, Hey, you're just like, you're inconveniencing you're us and you're messing me. with like our image. Right. Like she talks about how I just wanted people to look at me uh-huh. and think we were this perfect family. Right. And then she just like, never, it's like, she almost knew. Mm-hmm. And didn't she, does she talk about how she knew there was an affair? That he was Ooh. with Megan or am I imagining that Ooh, or did I, she just kind of alludes like she acted like, well, I just didn't want to know. Now I can't remember someone, someone chime in there yeah. for us. I don't remember that either, but I just feel like that was kind of implied all the time, like mm-hmm. that she was okay with it as long as they were this couple yeah. that she wanted to be and they right. had their baby and
0: right. I think that she's just gross. Yeah, she's just gross and I think I just so turned off by her, um, I don't know. At some points it seemed like she loved her baby, but then sometimes she seemed really apathetic towards her child. And that was, that was difficult for me. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a thing where she felt bad about it Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, like I need to like get some help or like, this isn't right. Right. It was like, she was just like, I don't care. And and
1: there was some money. What was the money situation? Like with her parents or something like that? Oh, man. We read this too long ago. I know. So there was something else where, like, he had done something with money and she knew about it. Or maybe it was just that her parents had money. That's why he married her. It was something he was covering up something with money. Yeah. So there was, like, a whole... Megan was not his first right? Right. indiscretion and or, like crime oh,
0: yes that that's like <laughs> he, he had basically
1: like lied about his whole life right he had said he had college buddies oh that he gosh. didn't have
0: yes that's right that's like right she
1: had never met any of them and that's she just right. like didn't care that's
0: right Ooh. and then they
1: start because i remember getting the creeps Sorry, that part listeners too, when they started putting that together that he had she, lied about I think his he whole was life. saying
0: something like no my my parents are horrible and have cut ties with me and stuff so and they wouldn't come to the wedding right and, stuff like and then that. like later find out mm-hmm. no that's not true at all mm-hmm and but then she wasn't like
1: oh like like yeah she just totally like, oh, weirded well, out and everything oh, well.
0: um, okay so kind of at the end uh there were a, cu- a couple of things like at the very end so when like Rachel's in the house and then Tom gets in and and he's basically like okay I'm just gonna like drag Rachel upstairs and kill her and mm-hmm. Anna's just like okay yeah right And and like, now Anna is seeing that Tom is a killer and that he's killed Megan. Well, and I think
1: there's even a point where Rachel says, like, I don't know if she's doing it out of self-preservation or if she's really okay with it. Like if she's just hoping to get away, like run out the back door while he does that or what?
0: I don't know. Just the whole sense that I got while reading it and granted I was kind of skimming, but it just kind of seemed to me that she wasn't making any moves to kind of like position herself to get away mm-hmm. it was just kind of like w- we'll get you know this whatever inconvenience yeah just, out of the way. just get this inconvenience mm-hmm. and then I know that you'd never do something like that to me right and so we'll just go on living our lives. right one of the creepiest parts to me was when he took the baby during that scene oh, do you yeah. remember that yeah I just got chills when you <gasps> said that oh no I can't <sighs> did do not it not like that at mm-hmm. all and at that point like Anna you could tell was just and, and I oh I just I just like had such a reaction because. Mm-hmm you're just like, what do you do at that point? You're just like, you know, saying whatever you can, I'll act however
1: you need me to act. And that's maybe where Rachel had talked about that. Like I was wondering how much was true and how much, Mm -hmm. but the fact that she like couldn't tell, like normally you'd be able in that situation or you see a movie like that. They're like Mm -hmm. very rattled and trying to talk the person Mm -hmm. down. And it was like, she was almost too calm. Right. Like she had maybe seen him do like threaten that before or whatever. Mm
0: -hmm. It was super, super creepy. So, um, and so, yeah, did you find the ending surprising? Like, had you been anticipating something like that? Like, had you suspected Tom? I can't remember when. I definitely didn't at first. I don't think I
1: did. I was suspecting more that because more kept on, you know, raveling in terms of like Rachel unveiling what she was really like. Right. And, and then I thought that the red haired guy on the train had something to do with it. That was
0: super creepy. That was super creepy. But it was just to throw,
1: I mean, that was completely
0: to throw us off. But Exactly.
1: Um, so I definitely was surprised when I started find like figuring it out, but it was more at that point where like she started re-remembering the yeah. way some of their fights had gone and yeah. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. at the very end it was like, Oh, okay, and now Tom's gonna come home. And right. you know, that right. part to me was it was satisfying in that it wrapped up nicely mm-hmm. um and everything was explained, but also just too predictable.
0: Okay, what about Megan's husband Scott? I mean, I mean
1: creeper <laughs> as well.
0: I mean she did, such a, she did shock shock such a up good, to grief a little such bit. Such a good job setting up so many potentials. Yeah. I yeah. mean she did a great job. But yeah, but then oh my when Rachel sleeps with him. Yeah. What? You're
1: a wreck girl. What? Put down the G and T. Oh
0: my God.
1: No, she was total train wreck, no pun intended. Oh my
0: <laughs> God. So <laughs> terrible. So terrible. But like so
1: twisted, right? Like so that twisted. They, she was like so mad for Megan. Mm-hmm. Once she figured out that, or she, cause at that point she, like, didn't she think he did it? Yeah. Or soon thereafter, like, felt like he did it. Well,
0: especially because after the morning after they slept together, he, I can't remember, her computer or something, some trail of evidence, Mm -hmm. figured out, like, kind of that she, like wasn't actually a friend of hers, all these things. And right. then he got, he like, got violent. violent with mm-hmm. her. And then you're like, oh crap, he did it. Right. You know, and now you're in the house with them and you just slept with him. He like smashed uh. all the
1: pictures of her or something. Like yeah. he went kind of crazy. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, that part was creepy.
0: Ugh. Um, so something about the ending for me, not like the, the, the action of it, but I'm just like left with this feeling because it's kind of building up like uh, suspenseful and kind of you know you're not sure what to expect it seems very uh, different like it's mm-hmm. going to be this different kind of kind of, of plot like a gone twist. girl yes exactly like you're
1: expecting that kind of mind-blowing yeah situation. and it's like
0: setting her up as this female character might be this crazy violent one mm-hmm. which is just really different right and not that I wanted it to turn out that way but then when it turned out that it was an uh, abusive kind of like sociopath, psychopath mm-hmm. male, somehow that was felt like very cl- c- so cliche, yeah, I agree. right? Mm-hmm. And that was like really disappointing. Mm-hmm. It felt so, yeah, just like so cliche gender norms. Right. Like I didn't necessarily want Rachel to be a killer, but I also just didn't want it to be like another a-hole mm-hmm. abusive man. Yeah. Cause I, I think that was I've when I like read that plot. before. Tot-
1: <laughs> totally. I think that was when I started to figure it out when he took her. Remember they were down by the lake, like, at their old makeout spot?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And he was kind of trying to intimidate her.
0: Yeah, yeah, But also, yeah. like,
1: I love you and you look so beautiful. Right. Like, I've always loved you. Mm-hmm. It just can't mm-hmm. be what it was. Or, mm-hmm. you know, just, yeah. like, sweet-talking her. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, this is just so, like, right. all right, now I see that he did it, yeah. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it was, yeah, that part of it was a little disappointing, like, mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what I wish would have happened, right. but I just know that the end left me feel like, uh, like mm-hmm. that's just, it felt like it was going in such a different place. And, and the rest of the buildup was so different with mm-hmm. the unreliable narrator mm-hmm. and all these, you know, potential others. And it just felt like it ended up in a very predictable yeah. place.
1: So because he really had no good side.
0: Yeah. Everybody else had
1: like a good and bad and was more of a complex character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was just like,
0: just all bad
1: yeah like Mm -hmm. oh absentee at best right like uninvolved whatever and then oh yeah no he's a bad guy
0: um I had to share I my mom had read this book and I think when I was reading it I was telling her that I was really enjoying it and she texted me something like this that I just thought was really funny and she was like don't you feel nervous about how she keeps drinking and making all those bad decisions? (laughs) And I was like, yes, it's so stressful. Like you're like, like, no, stop drinking. You're going to make bad decisions. (laughs) No, she's like the, I mean, she
1: did drunk dial, but she's like the extreme version of drunk dialing. Like she drunk lives her life wrong.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And she like, you know, she has this, super understanding forgiving roommate yeah. who's just like finally pushed to the edge like you cannot even clean up after yourself yeah, she like, like puked all over the hallway or mess <laughs> I mean it's just oh my gosh it's so terrible and then oh just when you find out she doesn't even have a job and oh just yeah. you feel terrible yeah for her. Like, just stop it yeah okay and then so I guess like one last thing that we talked about at the end it just yeah it just feels like it kind of all wraps up but it's just like, Rachel's not going to have a happy life after no. this. Like, and you don't even see like her and Anna aren't going to be friends. No. Right? <laughs> like no she sense. doesn't even know. Like, where does it go from here? Like there isn't a
1: wake up call where she's like not drinking anymore before yeah, exactly. that or something like that, or that it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's going to get a life on, life on track.
0: Okay. But you know, what's the, okay. Here's the redeeming thing that I've thought of that is going to happen. That's going to redeem Rachel's life she's gonna go back to see kamal all right they're gonna have a nice relationship <laughs> but kamal together. was
1: not such a he was kind of an unsavory character too H- what
0: was he what was he like let's okay well, let's, let's see let's okay, revisit let's him. talk
1: about that for a minute because yes. i got confused at that part okay. and i don't know if i was just like tired and read let's talk it through. i didn't understand what was really happening with him and megan okay and what megan was even like imagining or lying about or what rachel was imagining about their relationship
0: (laughs) there's a lot going on here okay was it that he put the she was coming on to him and he put the sap to it or what that's that is my impression so she was going to see him for therapy and stuff. megan was and opening up more and more and i i think that finally to him she finally reveals that her baby died and that yeah. i think her her parents had died when she was very young so she had just been like I living with her brother whole, like, for a long time and then maybe her brother died but she had a like a really difficult mm-hmm. past and a really difficult childhood and then she's like living with some crazy guy and they're taking a lot of drugs like yeah. out in the middle of nowhere and then her baby dies and she tells her therapist for the first time anyway and i think she does feel like she feels a connection with him and a physical attraction to him and she comes onto him and initially maybe he, he, he says, you know, yes, I am also attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, but like, by the law of therapy, yeah. I can do yes. anything. <laughs> and then I think I can't remember how this happened. He goes to her house,
1: but then he's not her therapist anymore. Right. Like maybe so he had told her, I can't see you anymore.
0: Right. And I, and that's the guy that, that this is what all kicked it off right. that Rachel saw him right. with Megan and, and like, like give her a hug, a hug from or from a kiss or, or, or something. Yeah. But I think that that's, that was like the last time that he saw her it was I, him kind of saying I can't do this like, right exactly okay. so I was just trying to because I think there was it like was a confusing. point using
1: because Megan when Megan was narrating because it did switch a couple times like it's mostly Rachel but
0: oh I know what you're Megan talking and about. Anna mm-hmm. like
1: weighed mm-hmm. in and there was this like it was almost like she was just she liked wielding her sexuality like yes. she was saying that that was like a coping right mechanism for her and she mm-hmm. knew she was gorgeous and it like it had always right. described her as being like this yes. you know, sex mm-hmm. symbol or whatever and so that was like an interesting to know what mm-hmm. was actually happening what she was kind of imagining right. in her head or i right. could do this or exactly it was even interesting that all of that those three the story was told solely from those three points of view
0: mm-hmm. yeah it was really kind interesting and i thought that the I think that telling a story when you're switching narrators can be really tricky. Mm -hmm. It can be really, it's bad when it's really frustrating or it's really confusing. Mm -hmm. And And that was the only point that I felt like that. mm -hmm. What about
1: Kamal? Like I wasn't sure what had happened with him.
0: But yeah, otherwise I thought that it was, it was pretty clear and she had a good, you know, tone in terms of, I wasn't forgetting Mm -hmm. who was talking Mm -hmm. now and, um, so i thought that she did a a good job of that which can be kind of difficult to pull off um let's see anything else about the girl on the train oh i know i was reading some reviews and it was comparing it a lot to gone girl which i thought was interesting and Mm -hmm. actually my take on it i i love kind of thinking of what mashups books are and i would call this a mashup of gone girl and big little lies Mm-hmm. so if you haven't read either of those those would be good yeah good I liked both ups. of them better though did you yeah hmm. like
1: better than this one
0: interesting I'm not sure what I would say I loved Gone Girl and so I definitely like that one a lot better um Big Little Lies I don't know it, it might be be kind of on par for me mm-hmm. i did there were there were characters that i liked much yes. more in that book so the that, character development was that probably would put it ahead better for and more likable in that yeah. Book, yeah but it was interesting in this review it was saying that just the title of this book the girl on the train is a testament to the popularity of gone girl that's mm-hmm. why this book wasn't mm-hmm. called the woman on the train mm-hmm. so i just thought that was really interesting and I it is an intriguing title like it i is.
1: definitely have a c- Saw it, you know, circling around social mm-hmm. media, and was like, "Oh, what is this book yeah. about?"
0: Like, gotta read that.
1: It definitely was a good job on that one. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think, think that's what I think we have. we've. I mm-hmm. think we've said all that we can mm-hmm. say on that. But thank you so much for listening, and for everyone who chimed in and read along with us. We just love doing these yeah. book clubs, and it's so fun. To and we'd love to know
1: what you think. afterwards too, if you listen and catch up and let us know what you thought.
0: Yeah. If you agree or disagree with anything that we said, we'd love to hear it. And we also just want to take a minute to say a big neighborly hello and a big thank you to some of our recent reviews that have come in on iTunes. Yeah. You guys
1: are awesome. So I love this one that said almost everything they say, I'm nodding my head and saying, yes, that. And my only complaint is that I'd rather be sitting at the table with them in person. I hope that isn't too creepy. You know it isn't. You know it Thank isn't. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Allison said that the show is a treat for her commute between Mama Land and Workland. And I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that description.
1: Uh, someone else said that our show makes them want to move to a cute subdivision and hit it off with a neighbor, Aww. which... Do not take my neighbor meeting (laughs) advice if you're going to do that. That's right. Do it Kelsey's way. Not the way way to hit it off. (laughs) Yeah. And Colleen said she recently listened to all of our episodes in a Netflix-esque binge, which to me is the biggest compliment there is. Seriously. So thanks so much, everyone.
0: And don't forget that you can support the show by shopping with our Amazon link from our webpage. And we are getting social. You know we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash girl next door podcast, and on Instagram and Twitter, we're Hi Girls next Door. That's where you guys have been chiming in with book club. We've been sharing recipes. Mm-hmm. We share some weather updates sometimes yeah. because that's mm-hmm. such a big part of our life. <laughs> and you know we love your emails. Send them to Hi Girls at gmail.com. And we've got an episode coming up on mom guilt and kind of all things mom. We are already talking about it in planning. So Mm -hmm. let us know if you ever deal with mom guilt or if you have tips for avoiding it. (laughs) Thanks so much for
1: dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. I'm impressed. Chez Panisse. That sounds dirty.